welcoming friends, family, guests to our CEC classes. We've been gone for a few months. It's been a break. I hope you had a chance to enjoy the break, had a chance to rest, get together with your family, maybe some friends, even though we're in the middle of a little bit of a crazy time these days. I think it's still good that we have the chance to get together to talk about God, to encourage our faith and all of that stuff. So thank you so much for joining us this evening. I mean, even today we had a bit of a slow start with some technology things, but we're glad you're with us. And for those of you who will be joining us afterwards, thank you so much for tuning in to us here at Impact Gospel Ministries. So we're about to start a whole new season of CEC classes. Uh, our first unit will be The Power of a Transformed Mind, based off of a book by Pastor Bill Johnson and Bethel Church. And I'm really excited about this topic because it'll, it'll really challenge you in a lot of areas that maybe you've taken for granted or you've never considered before. And I think it's a really good place for us to start, especially in the middle of times that's really challenging our faith and testing things to see what is useful, what is not, what is solid, what is not. It's really good to make sure that our mind and our thinking is really set. So I just want to pray that God will bless our time and our study of this, and I hope that this will encourage you. So Father God, I just thank you so much for your Son and for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for this life that you've given us. Thank you, Lord God, that you gave us a chance at new life. Lord God, and I just pray that we would use it to the honor and your glory. I pray, Lord, that as we sit here to study over these next few weeks, that you would open up our minds, you would open up our hearts, and that you would speak to us. You would help us to get new revelation deep inside our hearts of who you are and what you want for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Also with me, we have back Pastor Riley as co-host. I'm going to hand it over to him to start the teaching portion of today's unit. Oh, good evening, my brothers, my sisters, my friends. It's been a while, you know, and uh, I, I truly miss you out there, and I hope you missed me too. So uh, welcome back, and we're going to get right into it. You know, thank uh, Gavin for his introduction. And he has told you the unit that we will be doing. So really, how to think from heaven's perspective. The objective here is that we will understand the importance of having a mind that is transformed and renewed by God. For whatever reason, there are a lot of clutter that when we get into a new life, we need a new mind uh, to be able to embrace that. So we have it divided in four sections, and the first section uh, is entitled Embrace Your New Normal. Embrace Your New Normal. So uh, you, you have come to know the Lord. So now uh, you've got to treat it as your new life, your new beginning, and how we go about that. In Romans 8 and verse 11, uh, it reads like this. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. So we are talking about an indwelling of the spirit. Uh, I have a quotation here from Bill Johnson's book. The journey of the renewed mind begins with re reorientation of our thoughts towards the fundamental expression of Christianity. If Romans 8.11 is indeed true and the spirit of the resurrected Christ actually does live inside of me, I must conclude that powerless Christianity is an excusable and unacceptable. Amen to that. We don't need any more powerless Christianity. Uh, it's more than, you know, just uh, a way of thinking. It's a whole change. Jesus himself called it a new life. And he even stressed it, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things pass away. 
And he had told Nicodemus, you must be born again. What do we mean by powerless? It means that uh, we should be seeing miracles just the same as of old. Uh, the men and women who walked with Jesus and watched what he did recognized that they received the same Holy Spirit who empowered them to perform the same miracles and even greater than Jesus. So before we get into a discussion, I want to point out that John 14 and 12 actually uh, states that Greater work shall he do because I go to my Father. Amen. Uh, verse 12, and I'll read it from the NLT. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works, will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. And verse 13 says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. <clears throat> so then the question would be, and we can start our discussion off that, on that, why do you think people experience an increased measure of the supernatural? Because that's what it really is. When they change the way they think, uh, about uh, the way they think about Christianity, what it means to have the Spirit of God living inside of them. Experience an increased measure when they change the way they think. Mm -hmm. You know, even in the Bible, it says, so a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's right. And even in the secular world, um, if you think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. If you think you can, you're right. <laughs> and so, you know, on both sides of the, the fence, we see that what you think, how you perceive things, your mindset has a tremendous effect on what you'll actually do. That's right. So I think if there are people who are believing that we are not meant to do anything more than wake up, go to work, go to sleep go to church once in a while and repeat, if you have that kind of mindset, you're not really expecting anything else to happen. Mm -hmm. And therefore you're not, you're not seeking after it, you're not learning about it, you're not trying to embrace that or change what you're doing. Versus as when you think that, yes, I, I am supposed to be doing something. I have a purpose here on earth. I was saved for more than just dying and going to heaven. Mm -hmm. then you will do all of the different things that would help to move you into uh, that, that new lifestyle. So I think it's, it's super important. And then it kind of brings into perspective too that we are truly representative of Christ here. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 w the way we, we, we could think about it or we have thought about it in previous time before we truly come to know him is that the Son of God walked this earth and done Son of God stuff. Mm -hmm. And here we are believing in Him, just following. But the Bible has called us to more than that. Christ Himself said, You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That, that shows that you have, uh, you have some kind of authority over something or someone else. Mm -hmm. So if you're empowered, you know, then the question is, where is it? It can't be just power that uh, we kept for ourselves. It would suggest that it would be visible to those who, who, who watch us walk the way we live. So then if, if, if our way of thinking doesn't change, mm -hmm. we would still be thinking that, okay, I am human, there's nothing I can do without the power of God, but then I really do nothing anyways, right? Because God wants the heart, but forget about the mind. Right. But he calls us to a transformed mind, a new mind, a new way of thinking. In other words, get rid of the whole thinking. 
you know, uh, what do you call a purge, that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like open the back door and just push all that junk out and let uh, your mind be filled with the new thoughts that comes from Christ, which would include, I am empowered by him to represent him here. And he said, the works that I do, you're going to do the same and even more. You know, so even though this is all good, maybe we need to actually take a step back because mm -hmm. I really enjoy this. I am completely on board with this, but some people might be asking, well, why is this even necessary? Mm. Why, the, why the talk of having to, to renew? I think my mind's completely fine. Mm -hmm. why, why do we need to have a conversation about the renewing of our mind to begin with? Mm. So then the question I would ask, is it normal for me as a, as a normal human being, I like to think myself as such, <laughs> You know, that Gavin would be suffering from an ailment. I am not a doctor, but I could put my hand on him, mm -hmm. believing, lifting my faith in God, believing in the words that he said, and said, in the power of Jesus Christ, be thou healed. Like the normal mind can grasp, it's like you're playing. What is going to happen with that? You see, naturally, nothing should happen. Mm -hmm. But supernaturally, something happens. Not because of me. It's like you don't see it come down. But it happens supernaturally. Mm -hmm. And from that, he receives healing. He gets better. He did not take a pill mm -hmm. or a tablet. You know, he did not get some form of vaccination, injection, uh, no medicine to change that. It's supernaturally done. Right? Now, you need a new way of thinking to be able to embrace this. You know, even to not think of it as weird. That's right. That's right. You know, maybe you need to look at someone out there and tell them this is the normal that is meant for them. This is, this is part of their inheritance. And, 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 uh, it's our inheritance, and somebody might say, I've never seen anything like that. Mm -hmm. You see, I can testify that I have seen it. And it is sad if all believers don't get to experience this. Because what it does is start to bring you into an understanding that what God said in his word is true. It's like confirmation of his word. And it shows that the, the spirit in you is not uh, a spirit that has gone to bed, just settled in you. It's in you to empower you to do things for the glory of God. And so you need a change of mind to be able to grasp that. Such that you out there can understand, you know, that I am empowered by God to do things supernaturally that a normal man should not be able to do. I agree. And I think that's also part of why we do need to consider a new normal, because I think there are many people out there, even watching today, that the normal has been, we don't see a lot of these things happening. If someone's sick, there hasn't been anyone to pray or lay hands for that person to be healed. Mm -hmm. Or there has been someone who has been you know, under the stronghold of something or under uh, demon possession and there hasn't been anyone to channel, to, to manifest the power of God and free that person at life. So for a lot of us, we've settled for a normal right. where these things just don't happen. Mm -hmm. Or there's a select few that God handpicks, you know, favorites, if you will, mm -hmm. that he chooses to use in those specific uh, specific ways but for the rest of us it's just not part of it mm -hmm. and then this the crux of this unit is and it starts with us changing our mind that no that all of that that we've been seeing that's actually not normal mm -hmm. the new normal is each and every person like you said has the spirit indwelling in them and we each have the opportunity to manifest the kingdom of god because the spirit in us 
like you said, it's not sleeping, it's active. It's for a reason that each of us can begin moving in some of these uh, manifestations of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, just before we move on, it's not just in the Bible that we see the, the, the apostles after Jesus' departure uh, could do the same things or even more that Jesus did. Even in our world today, right around the world, it's not restricted to any, any one continent, any mm -hmm. one country, any color, any race. Mm -hmm. There are testimonies and reports out there of uh, the dead being raised, you know, chronic illnesses being healed. You know, so the question would be, you know, it's, it's special for them mm -hmm. and not me. The new thinking would be, this has been promised to every one of us. So you rejoice to hear the report there yeah. because you're encouraged to seek after this because you see that it's been happening. Mm -hmm. A good report make it the bones fat, the scripture teaches us. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. How about this? How, uh, discover God's will would be the next uh, section we will look at. Discover God's will. One of the most frequent questions that we entertain in our minds, what is God's will for my life? Mm -hmm. What is God's will for my life? After all, we wouldn't want to do anything outside of the will of God. When we have fallen in love with him, when we have come to know him, we don't want him to be upset at us. We don't want to, uh, uh, to, to, to get him angry at us. We don't mm -hmm. want him to be displeased. We want to find favor with him. So, of course, you want to know what his will is. How we begin to answer this question shapes everything in regard to how we walk out our everyday Christian lives. Good news. Jesus revealed it through his lifestyle. And we have it recorded in the Gospels. Uh, a lot of times we wait to hear, uh, for example, the will for our lives, to have it, uh, a voice whisper to us in the ear and tell us, oh, you're going to be a doctor uh, in four years, in five years, in ten years. You're going to uh, be famous. You're gonna. This is how your life is laid out. You're gonna be a pastor. You're gonna be a missionary. You're gonna bear my gospel message. Where you know and spell out for you, and you're gonna die a joyful death with all your grandchildren <laughs> around you. Those kind of things. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't know of anyone <laughs> was able to see their lives laid out like that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that we cannot know what the will of God is for our lives. Amen. Amen. Jesus laid it out in his words. In Matthew 10, 7, uh, verses 7 and 8, this is what he says. And as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Heal the sick, oh, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do we start to understand what the will of God is for our lives? I think sometimes we read that portion of scripture and just kind of skip over it. Oh yeah, he was just talking to his disciples. Mm -hmm. This is just meant for them. But if... If we take this as God's will, not only for them, but for us as well, mm -hmm. this is an extremely challenging portion of scripture. Mm -hmm. That is true. That is true. Because then we, we look at it and we are thinking, no, the will of God, my life can't be just go to church, preach, lay hand on the sick, heal. What about the other part of my living? Where is my... My, my recreational time. I want to go camping sometime. I want to go swimming sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to take a vacation sometimes. You see, the good news is that the life in Christ embraces all of this. Amen. Because according to how the scripture placed it, it said, as you go. 
So let's say you have, you, you, you have gone on a vacation. It doesn't mean you, you turn off uh, your new life in Christ, your renewed mind in Christ on this side of the globe because now you're on vacation. Exactly. Now, if you're, if you're in my age group, you will know the song that says, take the name of Jesus with you. In other words, you are a new creature. So whether you are in North America, you are the new creature in Christ. Whether you have gone to the Caribbean, you are that new creature in Christ. Whether you have gone swimming, you're still able to, to present uh, the same will or commission that God has given us. If somebody falls sick, you still should be able to get out of the pool, maybe dry yourself off uh, with a <laughs> towel and go, in the name of Jesus, be thou healed, and healing takes place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a new form of thinking. Very much so. That as you go, I think, is extremely important because, like you said, sometimes we think God's will is a very um, laid out series of steps, something very, very specific. Mm-hmm. But here's just saying, as you go, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, whatever is part of your normal life, normal routine, whatever you're doing and however you're doing it, also do this. And that's, that's God's will, is that we would percolate, if you will. Amen. Mix in the kingdom with everything that we're doing, wherever we're going, to the glory of God. Amen. Because after all, you want every single corner of the world to get to know how good God is. Yeah, of course. How good he has been to you. And, and according to Matthew, freely you have received. <laughs> freely, that means it's not like you're running an empty. God has been pouring into you such that you can pour out to the world. Freely you have received, freely give. So no matter where you are, you're walking, so long as you're walking in obedience, you're walking in the will of God. And, and I want to add this. You might even be going through some things in your life mm -hmm. that is not, is not pretty, it's not nice. You question whether you're in, you, you question whether you're in the will of God or not. Maybe, maybe I've, I've stepped out not necessarily so, but even with the trials that come, even with the tough times, you still uh, behave as a creature of God because uh, you know where your, 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 your solution lies. You know who is your source of strength. You know who is keeping you. You know who is the God that called you. And he promised that you're not going to go through anything that he doesn't know about and cannot take you through. Mm -hmm. So then... The change way of thinking is that despite my circumstances, I will glorify your name. Yeah. I will give God praise. I will represent you. Exactly. I think we've gotten too comfortable with the, the paradigm that, oh, I'm struggling. I'm not up to par, so I can't be a minister. That's right. And that's not true. I mean, in one of our previous series, we talked about the women at the well that uh, Jesus went to go see. And really, if you use different terminology, she became an evangelist mm -hmm. to the to Sumerian community. Mm -hmm. When she was well known to not have her life together, he even told her, uh, yeah, you don't even have a real husband because you've been married to however many other men. And so, but that didn't stop him from ministering to her and her receiving that didn't stop her from going to go share it with others. So we Amen. have to stop disqualifying ourselves That's from right. being in the game just because someone told us maybe we're not perfect or we're not up to some human standard. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to be able to quote the scripture from cover to cover. You can tell what God has done for you. And I, as, I, as you were talking, mm -hmm. this, this line of scripture came to me. Greater is he that is in me Absolutely. than he that is in the world. And that would say go for anyone, no matter how long you're in, you know, or how recently you have become a child of God. He that is in you is greater. So 
it's pouring out. You want to share it. You want to tell. You want to show it. So you're not looking at, I, I don't think I can word it well. I, I, I don't really understand this. Just tell them what he has done for you. Mm -hmm. That's the gospel story and the simplicity of it. Everyone can tell. And the woman at the well was a perfect, perfect example. So the question, even though we have covered it mostly, <laughs> but let this stick in your mind. How does this perspective change the way you approach the question, what is God's will for my life? Will you now see it in a different light than when you're wondering, God, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> when you look in the scripture, it is very clear. Everything else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all yes. his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. So as your ways please God, you see things happening in your life that beyond your imagination. Yes. Amen. And maybe even t if there are some people out there who... Maybe this concept is really tough for them. I know there are... I grew up in church, so I know there are a lot of people who really live and die by the phrase God's will. Mm -hmm. And so if you take away this concept that God is preordained every single step of your life and it's your job to find every single step of your life, I think some people might be a little bit concerned. They might feel like, oh, well, then what do I do if I don't have to work to find what God is telling me to do or what he has meant for me to do. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a whole, I mean, it's a whole separate discussion, but, you know, I think God has put desires. He's put gifts in us. He's uh, put people in our circles. And, you know, all those things, our emotions and our thoughts, they, they move us in one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. But um, none of that really is a deterministic, like, you hear about the Calvinists who feel like everything is so predetermined. It's not really that predetermined. Like we think of going to BC. Mm -hmm. Some people feel like the will of God is you must take Highway 16 to here and then take Highway 1 to here and then Highway 3 to here. And you must do that, otherwise it's outside the will of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe we can think of it that God's will is you go from, say, Edmonton to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And as well as that you reach to Vancouver, but your exact means of transportation to get there is not necessarily as important. True. You could go to Calgary first and then head through Banff, go through the mountains, see the sites, mm -hmm. you know, travel through Kamloops if you wanted to. Like, there's, there's options there. Activity, yes. And, it, and it, it, I think it's freeing for some people to realize that, you know what, God's will is not in the way we've thought about it. But that as we do whatever we it is we're doing, mm -hmm. or wherever we're going, as long as we're bringing the kingdom with us, mm -hmm. that is what's pleasing to God. And that is what's having an impact on the world around us. Exactly. And when we look at Jesus' example, mm -hmm. Jesus was on his way uh, to, I believe it was a centurion mm -hmm. who came to get him because one of his servants was sick. He was on his way, but there was a woman with uh, uh, the issues of blood. Right. And she, all she's thinking, if I could but touch the hem of his garment. Now, Jesus' aim was to go to the centurion's house. Right. That would have been his will. That's right. But here, in his spot, uh, uh, this woman is interjected in it. Guess what Jesus did? He dealt with the woman and still continue to where his objective was. Now, what we find in, in a lot of uh, modern day thinking is that, oh, God has given me a mission mm -hmm. and he sent me to Calgary. So somebody, just as I'm going to get in my vehicle, somebody showed up at my door, need my help. <laughs> And so my response to that person would be, you know, I, you know, I would really love to help you talk to the deacon <laughs> because the, the Lord has sent me on a mission to mm -hmm. Calgary and I cannot delay, I cannot take the time. Exactly. I think we're, 
lots of us are guilty of that. We don't want the interruptions. Amen. But Amen. you can say this woman with the issue of blood, she was, we would see her as an interruption, but it, Jesus was not bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Because even in your process of going about where he sent you, don't miss the opportunity to minister along the way. Yes, 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 yes. And it does take the new form of thinking. Like when, when, we, when we leave our house, and I, I will close this section on this one. <laughs> when we leave our house, we should, we should actually leave with an open mind that, Lord, whatever you present to me, wherever it is, I'm going to do as a child of the kingdom as it is presented to me. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we would leave and think, this is the way the day is going to go. Right. And then when someone or something interferes with it, no, you're, you're messing with things, you know. <laughs> Catch me tomorrow. <laughs> you know, if you, ca- if you caught me yesterday, but today I'm on a different mission. I mean, I know you said you're ending the section, but like, I just thought of this example. How many of us would risk being late for church if someone showed up asking for prayer on our way to church? Oh, Lord. Like, would we stop to show that person the kingdom or would we have to continue on our pre because this is good this is it's god's will that i go to church like you know that that kind of situation are we flexible enough or open enough to for god to put things in our past here and there and still take the kingdom with us when we're in oh okay <laughs> you, you have opened another door here because now i'm thinking mm-hmm. and uh, god help me that my mind would be transformed enough to embrace this. Uh, picture this, we are a church. Mm-hmm. The praise and worship leader is late. Okay. Uh, if they showed up and they go, you know, sorry, pastor, I, I'm late because there was, the, the, you know, this person, I had to stop and help them. You know, what kind of frame of mind would I be in? Would I be still thinking, why couldn't it be somebody else? You know, you're late. <laughs> or, would, or would I be, be saying, glory, glory to God, somebody. You were able to minister to someone. Mm-hmm. You see, we, 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 we could have our program so geared and set that we are worried about it being changed and uh, uh, something n- causing it not to work. But that person was not idling. That person was ministering. He's still part of the kingdom, bringing glory to God. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. I think it's a whole community needs to change. Not just us individually, but all of us. It, there's a lot of facets to it. Amen. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, there's like two other topics you wanted to talk about, isn't there? Yeah. So in, in section three, we ask, how to prove God's will. So, <laughs> so one, we want to know what God's will is, but how do we prove it's God's will? And you know, to be fair, we, we and I, I say we, because I include myself, because I'm sure at points in my life, I misrepresent what the will of God is. Right? How do we prove that it's will? Mm-hmm. There will be things that I have done and I would say it's the will of the Lord when really May not it was not right. My own preference, mm-hmm. right? So how do we uh, uh, how do we prove what God's will is? In Romans twelve and two, it said, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable." and perfect will of God. Amen. Renew your mind so that you may prove. That's right. Hmm. So, so in other words, don't, don't, don't be so uh, uh, neglectful of what's happening in the mind. You, you, I don't know if you have heard somebody said, you know, 
I was going to go do this, but my mind never gave me to do this. Mm-hmm. Or I was going here, but I changed my mind. A lot happened in the mind. Yes. And uh, we often look at the mind as uh, uh, just something to lure us in sin. You know, but a renewed mind is what God wants. God wants that mind because when, when you have that mind that is in the will of God and it is set, you go do things. Trust me, if your mind is blank, I believe your action is blank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's a good point. I like to read this scripture in the New Living Translation where it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. Amen. And you know, when you do know it, you don't second guess. That's true. And I think a lot of people are second guessing choices, decisions, moves right now, especially with everything in flux. Mm -hmm. Uh, now more than ever is the time to really discern, find out, and hold to what God's will is for you. That's right. And, and you see, when, when, we, when we get caught up in all of that, then we start to confuse what the issue is. Mm-hmm. But in, in Matthew 6 and 10, it said, uh, I think this is part of the, the Lord's prayer, that your will... Yeah, keep going for a little bit. That your will uh, on earth be done just as in heaven, right? And uh, we know God is in control in heaven. You know, what heaven behaves like, it's like a complete reflection of what the will of God is. And our prayer, he told us to pray, let your will be done on earth as in heaven. Mm-hmm. In other words, we, it's like we are bringing the arrangement in heaven to earth. Amen. Right. Not, not when he returns, but right now. Amen. Amen. So if the will of God, sorry about that, but if the will of God is to be done on earth, just like it is in heaven, mm-hmm. then definitely we have proof of what the will of God is. Because you just have to look at uh, how heaven is described, the order of things in heaven. We yes. don't have uh, people in heaven attacking each other or you know, uh, undermining the authority of God and no. you know, those kind of things. So when, when, when we come down here, as a matter of fact, in Revelation, we read about uh, the host of heaven just worshiping and lifting up the name of Jesus. Now if on earth, should the will should be just on earth as in heaven we are the ones who know him we are the ones he has called to be his people to represent him here so we got to what they say bring a little heaven here exactly we are the ones who know what heaven is like so it's our job to be ambassadors of what heaven could be like here on earth that's right and so it's our daily prayer to always have god's will uh, done and I believe each morning we pray that we are walking in the will the will of Almighty God in section 4 thinking well is important <laughs> thinking well I love this part because I'm a, I'm a thinker I love to let my mind do some work you know in the quiet of the night and Things like those, I think. No, I'm not talking about wild imagination. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be able to think, to be able to meditate. He said, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think of the goodness of God. Think of the mercies of God. In other words, then, we must seek to be able to, to control what's going through our minds. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't let your mind be wild, but don't restrict your mind either. <laughs> I think, yeah, just have your mind open. I think we close it a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, that doesn't give, if we're stuck in one way or the other, even if we think we're, we're thinking lots on it, right. we're not available for God to direct it or mold it into something more, right? So mm-hmm. you want your mind active, I think mm-hmm. you also want it open. That's right. Well, you want the right mind. You do. Which is the transformed mind <laughs> by Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The mind itself is not our enemy. It is the unrenewed thought patterns that needs to be transformed and shaped to align with God's thinking. Absolutely. And so when we start thinking like God would, I, I know somebody used to uh, ask this question, when, when you go to do an action, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. In other words, I wonder how Jesus would think about this that I'm doing. That could also keep us in line. I wonder, you know, I love doing this. I wonder how Jesus would think <laughs> of what I'm doing. And if the answer is, I'm not sure how we would feel about this, then maybe we, we, we need a refresher or a cleansing or a renewal mm-hmm. of mind and thought on that section. Now, I have a couple of questions that we can wrap this part up on. What does the following statement mean to you? Most Christians have repented enough to be forgiven, but not enough to see the kingdom. What does it look like? Sorry, I'm reading the wrong section here. <laughs> uh, give me the. Alright, now here's the correct one. Sorry about that. Why is it so important that as believers we start to value the mind again? What happens when we don't? You know, there used to be a, a time where, you know, there was a real separation between uh, clergy and laity. Mm-hmm. And it was the clergy's job to think and interpret the scriptures and give you what you're supposed to have and the ladies drop to just receive it not question it mm-hmm. I think if we devalue the mind we might slip back into that era where like we are not engaging God for ourselves we're not mm-hmm. learning to know God and his his purpose for us for ourselves we're just using we're accepting other people's uh, thoughts and directives instead of seeking like God died for us to have one-on-one access directly to him not necessarily through someone else right and uh as i was thinking there uh, there's a scripture that says let this mind be in you Mm -hmm. that was also in christ jesus let that mind be in you so the mind is really it's really important god wants control of the mind yes such that, oh, here's a provocative thought. Mm-hmm. When, when your mind is in line, your desires will be in line. It's true. You know, it, a lot happens in the mind. And uh, a lot of times we talk about the heart, but we leave the mind out. A corrupt mind, I don't know, cannot sustain a pure heart. A corrupt mind will bring out corruption out of us. When <laughs> our minds are clear, when our minds are renewed, are in line with God's will, we tend to follow in line in obedience. Mm-hmm. We can think clearly. We think as God would. We don't, we don't have all kind of weird way of looking at things. Yeah. We, we, we follow in the will of God. That's wonderful. A closing question. How do you think renewing our minds and thinking from heaven's perspective enables us to live out a sustained supernatural lifestyle versus a Christian life that may experience occasional miracles here and there? So what wait, what is the major difference between a Christian that experiences a relatively powerless life mm-hmm. and a Christian who experiences a relatively powerful life. I mean, if both are believers, both believe in God, both have the spirit of Christ in them, mm-hmm. you know, 
one person is seeing the power of God manifest through their life, one isn't. What is what would be the biggest difference between these two people? I would say one, they talk about the words, they read the word, they might hear somebody talk how powerful God is, they might hear talk of the work of the Holy Spirit, but never experience it. What is gonna happen? It's like all you're saying after a while is just hearsay. You have no living proof. Your testimony, in other words, will not be as strong. So you can say, yes, Jesus saved me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have a new life in Christ. I am at peace. But it's like uh, you have that new life but no power behind it. It's like having a brand new car with no <laughs> gas. Yes. Right? So it's beautiful. It is a car. The, the tires are shiny. I mean, you look at it nice on the driveway, but with no gas, you ain't going anywhere. You see, with the, with the power of God, we're able to see miracles in life. Mm -hmm. So then when we say uh, there's somebody that needs healing, and you, you can lay your hand and you say, God, I ask. I pray in the name of Jesus that this happens and you see it happen. It does wonders for you. The Bible puts it this way. You prove him. Yes. So now when you tell somebody that is hurting, God can heal you. You're not saying that because I, I believe what the Bible said. You're saying that God can heal you because I've seen it happen. I am living proof that it does happen. And you can go confidently to lay your hand on the next person for healing because you have witnessed it happen. It's empowerment. I, I think that's true. Even a person thinking when someone is sick, the first thing they think should be, oh, here's a chance to pray for this person versus, oh, let's take you to the doctor. Like, yes. not that it's wrong to go to the doctors, but... What do you think of first? Does it even come into your consciousness that this is an option? You have Christ with you and you have the chance to pray for this person to be healed and see God do something amazing through you. Mm -hmm. So I, to answer your original question, I think changing your thought process is paramount to even uh, considering that this is a possibility mm -hmm. in our lives. Opens up the possibilities, opens up the channels for us to start to experience these things. Because if you never pray for someone to be healed, you may never see someone be healed supernaturally. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I, 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 I have a, a thought that I am hoping will stir you out there in media land, in your churches. You know, are you one of those persons that if they say, you know, we need somebody to pray for this person, like the thought had never crossed your mind that you could go. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody goes up for prayer and you look at certain people in your church and never thought about yourself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you need a new way of thinking yeah. about it. Because even you, even you, you are instruments of Almighty God too. Amen. Even you. Even you. And you see, when you prove God that way, you grow stronger, your faith leaps, you, it grows by leaps and bounds, and it empowers you to go and do likewise out there. You, you are not intimidated anymore because you have seen the hand of God move. In other words, it's like you know now how to move the hand of God. In the name, you will be doing a lot of in the name of Jesus, <laughs> in faith believing. You know, and God could use you as his instrument. A different life. Mm -hmm. You would walk more confidently. The way you talk about him takes on a different level. Yeah. Because now you have grown more in him. Your mind is truly thinking God's will on earth as in heaven. Amen. Some of you are thinking, I don't know about all this. I don't know if I agree with what they're talking about. I'm going to have to think about this for a little bit. Good. That's all right. Yes. Go ahead and think about it. Go ahead and search scriptures for yourself. Go ahead and pray on it. That's all right. Let your mind be stirred. Mm 
mm-hmm. and hopefully let your mind be open to the possibilities. Amen. It could be you Amen. that God is wanting to use. It could be you That's that right. God is sending. It could be you that God wants to do amazing things through. Mm-hmm. And so if we just open our minds to the possibility that I, I think God wants to use me, you'd be shocked at what you would find. Mm-hmm. What a great introduction to this topic. I hope we did it justice in provoking people's minds and presenting this uh, new thought process, this new normal we're trying to aim for. Mm-hmm. And I hope, you know, even if you don't agree with it right away, you'll think on it, you'll chew on it a little bit, and, and maybe you'll come to the conclusion, maybe I'll give this a try. Maybe there's something to this. And that is all we're after tonight. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's close in prayer. Amen. Holy Spirit, thank you for changing the way I think, the way we think. Show me how to live a lifestyle of repentance where my mind is constantly being transformed to agree with and reflect God's thoughts. Fill my mind with your thoughts so I'm experienced and live out your kingdom realities on earth. Amen. Amen. Friends, family, guests, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We apologize for any of the technical troubles that we've had or that you've been having, but uh, we'll do our best to have a complete recording up for you on our Facebook and our website. You can also check out the audio recording on our podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And the same for each and every week. You can join us live on Facebook and catch the recording afterwards. But we thank you so much for continuing to join us. Ask you that you share it with your friends and family. We also ask that you would chew on some of the things that you've heard tonight because who knows, maybe there's something more to this than we've all been thinking. Amen. Thank you so much. We pray that God bless you and you'd have a wonderful night and the rest of your week.